Welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello there, friends. In this week's episode, we're diving into a new topic, and that is MTHFR. So you might be wondering what the heck that even is, and we're going to get into that in the episode, but this is a genetic mutation that affects around 80% of the population, which is huge. So chances are it's affecting you or someone that you know. So today's guest is Ricardo Miranda, who is the CEO of mthfrdoctors.com. He is an acupuncturist with over 28 years of clinical experience and is one of the top researchers in the field of MTHFR genetic mutations. This is an awesome episode and it's really important for anyone with chronic health issues, anyone who has kids or is looking to get pregnant anytime soon. We cover a lot of really important things that I think everyone should know about. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey, Ricardo, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. I'm really excited to have you here and be chatting all about MTHFR. So I'm sure some people listening have heard about it and there's going to be others that have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. So first, could you explain what MTHFR actually is? Sure, absolutely. So MTHFR stands for methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase. It's a long name. It's a gene that activates an enzyme of the same name that makes our body metabolize or break down folate or folic acid. And folate, by the way, is we get folate from foods, leafy greens, broccoli, spinach. And folic acid, which often is used interchangeably with folate, folic acid is a synthetic form of folate. So they're two different things. They have two different biochemical structure. MTHFR is a gene that helps we metabolize folate, right? And it became very well known, especially since the 90s, because it's associated with low folate during pregnancy, which causes birth defect. And so every woman takes folate or folic acid uh, in their prenatal vitamins. There's here in the United States, they fortify foods with folic acid, which is the cheapest kind of folate. So the problem is 80% of our population have a mutation on the MTHFR gene. And they may lose 20 to 70% of their ability to metabolize the folate or the folic acid. And if they have that mutation, folic acid is really not the best form of folate for them to take. So, sorry that I went from the, the <laughs> all from what is MTHFR to, to the problem that we're, we're encountering. And that's, you know, why I'm here to, you know, bring the awareness to everyone. Yeah, that, that is really helpful. And I think that's a really, really good, simple explanation. And also, you've already sort of drawn our attention to why this is even important. So, around 80% of people have this mutation that affects their ability to metabolize folic acid right but then folic acid is everywhere it's also 
you know, in fortified foods in Australia as well. So cereals, breads, that kind of thing. And in the US, as you said, and it's in a lot of our vitamins and supplements and all of the common prenatals that you would pick up at the supermarket or the pharmacy also include folic acid. And obviously this isn't going to be suitable for everyone, as you said. So I think that's really helpful to just raise this up front and give us that really clear understanding of MTHFR and the impact that it could be having, you know, on us. So what are some of the common signs and symptoms that someone may be experiencing if they have this genetic component, you know, that impaired ability to metabolize folic acid? Okay, so uh, it's a very good question. Uh, A lot of people ask, what are the common symptoms of MTHFR mutations? The most common ones are fatigue, brain fog, anxiety, irritability. Uh, But these are just a fraction because MTHFR is a gene that is the main fuel for a process called methylation. And methylation, which is a, a, a biochemical process that affects our entire body, it, af- it affects every organ and every function. So depending on what, in, what organ is affecting more on each person, um, they may have other symptoms. It may, they may have headaches. It may affect their sleep. It may affect you know, other parts in their bodies. But the most common symptoms are fatigue or uh, brain fog. That's very common. But that's something that let's find out that person, how, what, how, what else is going on in their system that the methylation is not working. And then by regulating methylation, those symptoms will go away. Usually. Yeah. Now, I want to I wanna mention a very important, not symptom, but I would say a side effect of giving folic acid instead of folate, especially for pregnant women, and which is, that's really my goal to uh, bring the awareness. If you're taking folic acid and you have a mutation, it increases the chances of the baby to develop autism. So this is very important. In the 1987, I believe, according to the Centers for Disease Control, the occurrence rate here in the United States for autism was 1 in 10,000 babies. Now, 2018, according to the website, Centers for Disease Control, the occurrence rate for autism is 1 in 44. It's crazy. A lot of researchers, including myself, we believe that there's a close relationship between when we start giving folic acid to pregnant women to prevent birth defects, which it does. But they were not factoring in the MTHFR mutations. So when you look at the early 90s and going up, the occurrence rate start going up as well. And because methylation controls our ability to detoxify. So it controls intracellular detoxification. And when that is not working, and when you take folic acid and you're not able to break that down, the unmetabolized folic acid becomes endogenous toxins. So now your body needs to detoxify that unmetabolized folic acid. And then if you're pregnant and you have more toxicity, it will affect the brain development of the baby. So that's very important, especially for pregnant women, for everyone, but for pregnant women even more, uh, to take methylated folate 
and not folic acid. Especially if they have MTHFR mutation, but yeah, why not everyone just, just to just to take the right form? Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's, you know, as you sort of mentioned, it tends to be these cheaper supplements or just foods that contain folic acid. And in a lot of the cases, not all cases, but a lot of the more high quality practitioner grade supplements and, and that kind of thing include the active form of you know folate as opposed to folic acid yes besides the pregnancy side of things i've seen there's also you know increased risk of of certain cancers and other health conditions by this you know excess unmetabolized folic acid as well so absolutely um there there are many potential consequences and i think it's something that everyone should should be aware of yes and i believe if we make this change I'm a firm believer that we can reduce the occurrence rate of autism significantly. It's not mm. MTHFR is not the only cause. There are several causes out there, but it's one of the major causes. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. So for anyone who is hearing this and wondering if they might have this genetic mutation, what testing would you recommend they do to identify this and identify how their methylation is functioning, essentially? So they can ask their doctor to get tested for MTHFR. We also, in our company, mthfrdoctors.com, we provide home testing kits, cheek swab. It's uh, very easy, non-invasive, doesn't involve blood. We ship all over the world, so we do ship to Australia as well. And so they can definitely order that, or they can ask their doctor to order MTHFR for them. So they have, uh, 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 it's readily available, and they should ask their doctor to test, because once once they get the results, now how do you know if your methylation is working, right? We get the results, you know, if you have a mutation, if you don't have a mutation, what type of mutation you have. But, and then you need to look at a few markers in, in the blood work. One of them is homocysteine, which is commonly known uh, for uh, functional medicine doctors. Um, but homocysteine is not the only marker that you, that you should look at, because if the homocysteine is off, it is high, we know methylation is not working. But sometimes homocysteine is normal. And the, the practitioner may look and say, oh, homocysteine is working because homocysteine, because it's normal, but um, methylation is working because homocysteine is normal. But not necessarily, because you can have a false normal. So you really need to look into the folate level. So it's another marker they, that you need to look at. Homocysteine, look at the folate. And when they look at the folate in the blood, they're looking at, they're seeing all types of folate, including unmetabolized folic acid, including raw folate. So whatever folate is in the blood work, the body still needs to break that down to the usable form. So you can't assume the folate there is what the patient's using. Because if you have, for example, the worst mutation, which we call the homozygous mutation, which is a double mutation, then on the, on the worst position on MTHFR, which is MTHFR C677T, they may lose 70% of their ability to break down that folate or folic acid. So while you look in the, in the blood work, let's say you look, your blood work came and it's a 10. Well, you may be down absorbing only like three because 30%. So, but you don't know. Uh, so the only way to really uh, uh, estimate is 
First, you need to do the MTHFR test. If you don't know if you have a mutation and which mutation you have, there's no way you can estimate if your folate is good or not. So you need to have that piece is the number one, and then look at a homocysteine, look at a folate, and I always like to look at B12 as well, and vitamin D is another marker. Then there's some other factors we look at it, but baseline is, if you don't know your MTHFR mutation, you will not know if you're methylating. That's the number one thing. You can't, you can't just look at a homocysteine and make the call. Yeah, absolutely. That That's really helpful to have those other markers because as you well know, a lot of people find out that they have the MTHFR mutation and then they don't look any further than that. But obviously, as, as you've shared, these other markers are really important to look at too because I suppose you could have you, you know, your methylation could be working just fine, not likely, but it definitely could be the case. And I, on the other hand, it may not be working fine, perhaps even if you don't have these genetic mutations. So it's good you're to abso- always you're absolutely be comprehensive. Right. Yes, you're absolutely right. Very few people mention that and you're right on. You may have the worst mutation in your methylation be working just fine. As you said, most likely not, but that could we could have cases like that and the patient may not have any mutation at all and the methylation may not be working well because either their lifestyle or gut health which is really important or other health issues that could be affecting as well so yes yeah absolutely and i think that sort of comprehensive approach is you know is is very important and um you know as you've shared about obviously the mthfr testing you're probably going to need either to look into Ricardo's testing or go to a functional nutritionist, naturopath, functional medicine doctor to get that kind of testing done. It's pretty unlikely that uh, your you know, conventional GP here in Australia, or I know many of the listeners are in the US as well, pretty unlikely that they you know, will do that test unless they are up to date with current research and aware of what's going on with the research in this area. But those other testing things may be, you know, for example, the folate and vitamin D um, may be things that you are able to do through your regular general practitioner. So that's really, really helpful. A quick message from me to let you know that right now I have spaces available in my four-month one-on-one nutrition programs. If you're struggling with bloating, constipation, food sensitivities, or other gut-related symptoms or conditions from anxiety to endo, I would love to support you. In these programs, I help you to get to the root cause of your symptoms in a realistic, sustainable way. You'll get personalized nutrition, lifestyle and supplement recommendations and online messaging support in between sessions to get all of your questions answered and make sure nothing gets in the way of you getting results. Head to frandargaville.com or the link in my Instagram bio to learn more or book a free phone chat with me. Okay, back to the episode. So with the food and lifestyle side of things. You did sort of allude to the lifestyle pieces when it comes to MTHFR. Are there any specific considerations in terms of diet and lifestyle that can help people that have this gene mutation that isn't perhaps, you know, working well, whether it's things that they should be, you know, avoiding or not doing or things that they should be adding in in terms of dietary pieces and and lifestyle Sure, absolutely. Well, adding broccoli, spinach, leafy greens, they are high in folate. So those are good foods they can add. And to avoid is, I would say, 
avoid foods that are not organic because MTHFR will affect methylation, which controls detoxification. So try to eat organic as much as possible because if you don't, most people don't realize, but most of the time, uh, the toxicity, most of the toxicity they get from food is from vegetables. So they're eating all the vegetables, they're thinking they're eating well, but if they're not organic and... Uh, and they're spraying the, the the chemicals in the in the plantations, and and they will they they're gonna get toxicity. So their body needs to detoxify. And if their methylations aren't working, their body's not detoxifying. So avoid you know avoid non-organic. So look for organic food as much as possible. Exercise has been proven scientifically to improve methylation. So it will improve uh, their ability to detoxify. So good exercise organic foods and increase leafy greens yeah that's really helpful tangible advice that people can go and put into practice and with the supplement side of things you know you kind of mentioned obviously we want to test actually identify what's going on so this isn't for anyone to just run out and grab various supplements and obviously there's going to be that nuance for example if you have low vitamin d or whatever else it is that you've got going on as well but generally speaking you know in broader terms what kind of i guess supplement or specific nutrient considerations should people have if they do have this gene and their methylation isn't working optimally sure so the number one thing is when they look at their supplements don't consume anything that says folic acid because folic acid is a synthetic form of folate. And if they don't metabolize all of it, the unmetabolized will become toxicity. The second thing is when it says folate, sometimes it says folate as, and if you just read the first part and says folate, you think you're okay, but sometimes it says folate as folic acid. So do not have that. The best forms of folate, now folate as uh, I've seen uh, natural, from natural sources, that's fine, but that's from food. So you still need to break that down, you're still not going to break everything down, but it's safe. Whatever you don't break it down, it goes out of your system, it's okay. The best form of methylated folates are the L5-MTHF or uh, the 6S, so if there's an L5 or the 6S, those are good forms. Uh, there's uh, um, one of these forms here in the United States, uh, they say Quaterfolic, which is their brand, but it's that form, that's good. Uh, folinic acid is okay. It's a different uh, biochemical structure, but it's mostly metabolized as well, but you avoid folic acid. So that's the number one recommendation. Yeah, that's that's really helpful. As I sort of mentioned before, most high quality practitioner grade supplements that we have here in Australia do include these forms, but you do want to check because even some of these quite expensive practitioner grade supplements uh, that could otherwise be good do have folic acid. So you do always want to check regardless of brand. But that's, yeah. that's and really I, and I do recommend that they start with a lower dosage. Don't jump into a high dosage uh, folate because you don't want to get your body into overmethylation as well. Most of the time you have the mutation, you are in undermethylation. So you, you're not methylating well, but you know, the, everything, there is a there is a, a balance. There's too little and too much. Um, so my recommendation, don't start with a high dosage. Start with a low dosage. Most people, they respond well, but some people will react uh, to a methylated folate. 
and mo most common reaction they may be agitated they may have some of the you know anxiety uh, so if you start slowly and you increase that's a better approach and uh, a good tip if they do take uh, uh, methylated folate and they have a bad reaction they stop right away and they can take a small dosage of niacin and it counters it's like an antidote for uh, a reaction with methylated folate but obviously consult their practitioner right away discuss so any any advice that i do here is uh, you should also consult with your practitioner but it's a good tip, so at least you know. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely want to get personalized advice around all of this, of course. That's very, very important, but very helpful tip there as well. Um, yes. So in terms of the genetic component, obviously this is a, a genetic mutation. How does this work in terms of, you know, do we get this from our parents? Do we pass this along to our children? Yes, absolutely. So you're going to get from both parents and you will pass to your children and the gene is not going to change. So whatever you have, uh, now it's going to be the rest of your life. So if you do have a mutation and you need supplementation, you're going to need to supplement for the rest of your life because the gene is not going to change. So, you know, it, it's it's always good to, uh, if you have children, and then pass all your children because uh, depending on, on, on the father and the mother, they, they, could, they could have a, a variations of uh, possibilities for the children. So it's not, you know. Yeah, I think that's really helpful to be aware of. And, you know, even without the testing, it can just give you a little bit of insight into you know, okay, maybe we want to focus on organic foods for the kids and just have, I guess, be a little bit more aware and diligent because you already have that understanding that if, if that is the case for you, you know, that's potentially going to be a factor for your kids as well. So I think that's that's really helpful to touch on there. Yes. Yeah, you're very right on that. Yeah, okay. This has been really, really great. I think everyone will have gotten a lot out of this. And I think, you know, we've touched on some really important and helpful things in such a short time, which is great. Do you have any final pieces of advice to share with anyone perhaps who has just found out about MTHFR or they've just found out perhaps that they actually have this genetic mutation? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, first thing I would say, don't panic and, and, and try to stay off the internet as well there's a lot of a lot of information there and sometimes patients they they start reading things they get anxiety they don't know exactly how to handle i would say don't panic try to eliminate uh, toxicity from your life uh eat healthy and consult with someone that understands uh the subject so they can uh, give the proper guidance because uh, i also have seen people that they tried on their own and they're you know, they're not helping much. Sometimes they're, they're doing a little, you know, more harm than help. So, but the first thing is, you know, common sense, balance is good, eat organic food, have a, you know, a, a healthy lifestyle, exercise have been proven scientifically to improve methylation. So add exercise, healthy uh, lifestyle, eliminate toxicity. Uh, toxic relationships will affect your stress or that too. Um, yeah. And then, then talk to someone that, uh, that is uh, well-versed in, in this and so they can guide you. Yeah, absolutely. And from personal experience, I mean, yeah, I was thanking my parents however many years ago when I found out that I had the double copy of the C677T, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so, but for me personally, 
finding the right, you know, supplements to take and being consistent with that has really helped me in terms of certain symptoms like energy levels and, you know, anxiety and those kind of things as well. So while initially when you find out it may be a little bit overwhelming, once you actually find that right approach for you, it can make a real difference in how you feel on a daily basis. Yes, absolutely. So Ricardo, where can people find you online and learn more from you and learn more about MTHFR? Yes, um, just go to mthfrdoctors.com and there's a lot of information there. We've got nice articles, uh, whether they're ordering tests or not. Um, They can read about it, lots of good material. So that's uh, the whole reason to create the, uh, the site is to give support to people that have limitation or that might have. And since the the uh, percentage so high in the population, I think it's very important. So I think it's uh, they can find information, they can find uh, our information. That if they have specific questions, they can send us an email. Yes, perfect. Yes, I will put that link in the show notes. And I think you know, as you sort of mentioned before, Ricardo, there is a lot of misinformation on MTHFR on the internet. So definitely want to make sure that if you are going online, go to Ricardo's website or go to only reputable places because there's definitely a lot of misinformation and it might just stress you out and lead you astray. So I think, you know, it's important to know that you're getting good information when you're looking into this and learning more about this. So yeah, thank you. If you have a chance to put the link of that, uh, the free book that we have, there's the top 10 uh, things to do if you have imitation. So absolutely. You can get yep. some, some tips there. Perfect. We'll share that as well. Thank you so much for your time, Ricardo, and sharing all of your wisdom. And um, yeah, Thank thanks you. for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at FranDargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.